Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alita. Welcome to the club. Hi, guys. Hello. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to episode five of the Skin Club Podcast. Um we're really excited about today's topic, and we're interviewing a hair scan specialist. But before we do that, let's jump into our weekly favorites. Yes, so this week, um, my weekly favorite is, um, okay, so I got the Peloton, and I love, love, love the meditation guides that are on it. It's so cool. I had like a super awesome um, meditation class that was all about gratitude, and it it literally brought me to tears. It was just so, so, so good. You do meditation classes on the Peloton? Yeah, you can do Pilates. You can do boxing. You can do meditation, what? hit classes, strength training classes, cycling classes. Like there are so many different things that you can do on there. And so the classes on Peloton's bike is just my absolute favorite um, because it, it helped me really realize like meditation is so important and mindfulness day to day. So that's my weekly favorite. What about you, Rachel? crazy um my weekly favorite is a online shopping boutique that i found well i think it's online they might have an in-person store somewhere but adika adika how do you spell it i don't know if i'm saying it right but spelled a-d-i-k-a just found it recently the other day online and so i ordered some sweaters i ordered some cute white pants and i just i'm obsessed is it the sweater you're wearing right now it is so cute yeah it's like a nice neon green yeah it is is bright you won't lose me (laughs) it's so cute neon green but yeah i love it just lots of cute clothes i'm i'm all for the online boutiques i don't know i'm sure they have Okay. Instagram. If I find their Instagram, I'll tag it on our stories. In our um, weekly favorites. Yes. But, okay. Any life updates? Um, Not really. So, we're recording this on Saturday. Our last time that we recorded was on Monday. So, not a ton has happened between then and now. But my Peloton got delivered. <laughs> and so, Yay. that's pretty much my weekly update was that it's finally here in my home. And I've been using it so much i mean it's only been like three days but i've been using it like crazy and it's just so nice to finally be back in the swing of like cardio working out and things like that at home and because we're renovating our garage right now and doing a home gym so all of our other equipment should be here next week so i'm so excited what else are you getting um we're getting the prx rack um so it's like a squat rack and then we're getting the olympic weights and like bars and dumbbells and kettlebells and boxes and um, mirrors and then we're getting horse mats for our floor and just all the things for like olympic weightlifting and stuff like that because that's what my husband and i prefer to do so yeah it's so fun what about you love that um so between monday and today (laughs) the only thing that's really new is i had alita microneedle me so I have been peeling like a snake. So much. And it's so crazy. In our last episode, we kind of talked about the skin pen and like what makes it different from other microneedling devices. But I have never peeled this much from microneedling. I hadn't either. Like Jason, he's a picker. He loves to peel things. He's like <laughs> holding my face. He's like cold still. I'm oh like, my no, gosh. <laughs> can't peel it off. 
But no, it's so good. And I feel like today my peeling's starting to settle down. Settle down. I was like yeah. so itchy because I was peeling so much like down my neck. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. hard not to. So yeah, that's pretty much the only new thing. But I'm excited. I want to keep doing series of microneedling because I, I want to get the best results from it and yes. series give the best results um so you're gonna do six in a row I want to try to I think I'm gonna nice. do DMK treatments in, in between. between them that's so good mm-hmm. awesome yeah. nice I just want to get close to my under eyes and you can only get so close with mm-hmm. the microneedling device that's and true DMK we can go right there for those fine lines yeah so, yeah well that's, sweet that's my update awesome um, so we just want to talk a little bit about um today's episode. Um we have our good friend Gracie on today. She is um a nutritionist who also does hair analysis scans and she's going to talk to us all about what they are, how they work, the pricing, everything that we need to know about the hair analysis scan and how it all kind of ties in with skin. So we're super excited and she has been so nice to give us a code for you guys. So if you guys are wanting to book your hair analysis scan with Gracie, you can mention our names or just mention the Skin Club podcast and that's like where you heard it and you'll get $25 off of your service or off of your hair analysis scan with Gracie. So um, we are going to head right on into this episode. So for our fifth episode, we have a special guest. We have Gracie Zog on to talk all about hair scans. And before we start asking questions, um, do you want to introduce yourself, kind of talk about how you got started? And Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Gracie Zog. I'm so excited to be on the podcast today with The Skin Club. Um, so I got into the hair analysis scans when I, just about a year ago when I graduated from ASU in nutrition. Um, so I did four years of my bachelor's degree at ASU, graduated in, um, nutrition. And I also did some personal training certificates just because I'm also into working out and all of that. Super into health. Um, What got me started into nutrition was I actually was a gymnast for 15 years. I also was a competitive gymnast at ASU and I went through, yeah. And so I went through a lot of eating disorders. My friends, teammates, all of them went through a lot of eating disorders. I think we just didn't know what the right thing to do was for our body. A lot of times we just wanted to be light for our competitions and for our Mm -hmm. performance and look a certain way. Um, And so that was kind of what got me started into nutrition. I wanted to know what was right for my body, how to feel perfect for competition and how to feel good. Um, And I really learned that after being a gymnast, not fully during, um, but did learn some of that during. Once I graduated with nutrition, I got into the hair analysis scan because it was just more in depth of what your body needs, what vitamins your body needs, what minerals your body needs, all of that. And so that was helpful in showing me, am I fueling my body enough? Am I fueling my body too little? Do I have enough protein? Do I have enough carbs? All of that. Um, And I wanted to know that for other people. And once I figured that out for myself, um, for my friends, for my family, and was able to start learning more about it and helping them, I wanted to help others do the same. And so that's what's drawn me to the hair analysis. 
That's so cool. So you're married, right? Yes. How long have you been married? So I've been married two and a half years, coming okay. up on three years. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and you're pregnant. And we're pregnant. So, so I'm exciting. 31 weeks right now. Nine wow. weeks to go. We're so excited. We're, we're pregnant with a baby girl. Yay. So close. So cool. Okay. So... Tell us about, like, what is a hair scan? For those who have no idea, like, they've never heard of a hair scan, have no idea what it's about, give us kind of the lowdown of what it tells us. So kind of what a hair scan is, someone will come into my office, um, say you guys have never done this before, basically I'm going to pull four hair follicles, which is deep under the surface. So it's like the black hair bulbs that come um, from the surface of your scalp. I put those into a machine that actually tests the DNA of your hair follicles. And once that hair follicle is tested, the DNA is scanned, it actually will pull up a whole report of all the deficiencies and things that your body is lacking. So kind of what the hair scan goes over, it's a lot more in-depth than that. Um, But the first thing I go over with people is the food sensitivities list. So that's a big one. That's on the first page. There's actually 29 pages of the hair analysis scan so it's very long and detailed that's crazy so much detail can come from just like a little tiny hair bulb yes crazy yes and the cool thing about the hair analysis is it does track back like three months so that's where we're able to find a lot of that information um the food sensitivities list comes up with 10 food sensitivities so all the food sensitivities are going to be um maybe affecting your skin, they might affect your gut. So stomach aches is a big symptom of the food sensitivities. Some people it affects their weight. Um, And then it will also pull support systems that are struggling. So that's another thing that the scan will show is adrenal system or gut and intestinal system, digestive system, um, hormone system. And so a lot of different systems we can see what is struggling. Um, And then go from there with trying to fix those systems that need help. Um, Another thing that it's going to go over is it will pull up your whole immune system, your gut system, and um, your circulatory system. So all three of those will have a little summary of what's going on with those systems. And then it will go into depth um, page to page on minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, um, fatty acids, and vitamins that your body is lacking. That's amazing. So that's where we're able to see the whole picture of what specific ones your body is deficient in. That's so cool. So I had a hair scan done about a year ago. Um, And in my scan, it had said that I guess because I lived close to like an airport, like I was receiving radiation. How is like, I guess what part of the system does that correlate to? So a lot of times that will actually pull on the immune system. Electrosensitivity is one thing that pulls on that um, is affecting your immune system. I actually see that in almost all of my clients now, which is crazy. It's like because of phones or... Yeah, so it is because of the 5G phone for sure. 5G, I do tell a lot of my clients who are sensitive to the the electricity um, and the frequencies to turn off their 5G, at least when they're sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And even putting it like 12 feet away from your bed is super helpful. But like you said, with the airport power lines, those things are harder to get away from because they are building them all around us. 
Okay, that's exactly what I was going to say because my entire life I've grown up right underneath power lines and my mom's talked to me about it, but it's like, what do you do? And that's the hard thing. I always come into um, a sticky situation with those clients. I'm like, you know, I could tell them to move, but of course we can't just, yeah, of course we can't just pack up and move. So I feel like some of those things, you know, we do what we can. We're not going to be perfect. The frequency is a little more challenging for my clients and for all of us, for even myself, because we live by power lines now. They are being built all around us. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's kind of the unfortunate part about the frequency page. I get a lot of questions there as to what can I do? Um, But I always tell my clients, biggest thing you can do is put your phone 12 feet away, turn off the 5G, maybe don't have a TV screen in your room. Um, But that also depends on what you pull. So some people will be more sensitive to the power lines, the traction currents, things like that. Some people will just pull your phone and that's where um, it can be. I think just the same as food sensitivities, we're all so different in what we're sensitive to. Same thing for frequency. Some of us are more sensitive to our phone. Some of us are more sensitive to um, the power lines. But biggest thing is if we're having a lot of exposure to the phone, Mm -hmm. then of course we're going to have more sensitivity to it or it's going to pull as that frequency in our system. Um, and so putting it 12 feet away at night, I always say that cuts it in half. You know, if you're sleeping 8 to 12 hours, that's going to cut that radiation frequency in half. Um, but even if you're at work, putting it in the other room if you don't need it. Oh, my gosh. I need to do that. Yeah. Mine's probably so bad. I'm getting a scan <laughs> after this. <laughs> so, oh. um, okay. So how long does the hair have to be in order to scan it? Like, for example, her husband's bald. Yes. <laughs> Make him grow out a little bit. <laughs> yes, I get that question so often. So I do I do anyone as long as you actually have eyebrows, I can pull from the eyebrows. Oh wow. So a lot of the bald people I will just do their eyebrows or I'll tell them just pull just grow out like a little bulb because as long as it's just like yeah. a tiny little something that I can like get my tweezer on, I can pull the bulb. Oh cool. Very cool. So so, yeah, as long as they're able to grow a little bit of hair or as long as they have eyebrows, we're good. Okay. Very cool. I thought it was just the hair on your head. but Okay, so we also have a giant list of questions that a bunch of our listeners have submitted and questions that we have for Gracie. So we're just going to kind of go back and forth asking these questions. And a lot of them have to do with the skin because they go so hand in hand. So let's just, we'll get into it. Okay. So how often should you get a hair scan? Okay. So how often should we get hair scans? I always have people come in every three months. Um, So your first scan, once you schedule that, after I always talk to my clients about if you are wanting to come in for a rescan, I always recommend three months. It's just giving your body time to change, but also not giving it too much time to where your body is a year out of change. Right. Um, so just a few months to really be able to calm down those food sensitivities, really be able to take the time to apply those things. Okay. Um, what What are all the benefits, like weight loss and things like that? What are the benefits for it? So I would say benefits um, of the hair analysis scan is just overall to 
see what's going on with your systems, see what's going on with your gut, see what's going on with weight. That is a big one that I um, get a lot is people coming in saying, you know, I just want to lose some weight. Um, the hair scan can actually show inflammation. So that's a big one that I find that is correlated with the weight gain. Sometimes our body has so much inflammation built up. And that can um, keep us from losing weight, can kind of make us have a plateau, or just keep us from making that progress that we want to see. Um, another benefit of the hair analysis scan is seeing what your body is deficient in. Also seeing if your body is absorbing the nutrients that we are eating. So I get some clients coming in and saying, you know, I eat broccoli every day. Why is that pulling up as a deficiency? Or why is vitamin K1 pulling up and which vitamin K1 is green vegetables? And they're like, I put spinach in my smoothie every day. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes our body will pull a sensitivity to gluten or our digestive system is off and our body's not absorbing that nutrient. And that's where we have to go a little bit deeper, maybe detoxing or resetting the gut. Um bacteria. Um, So a lot of the benefits of the hair analysis is just getting rid of the guessing game and being able to specifically see what your body needs, what your body's lacking. Straight to the point. Yes. Okay. How long is typically like one appointment? How long is it? So one appointment with me, I would say is about an hour and 15 minutes. It does take 12 minutes once we pull the hair to um, get your results back. So that first part is a lot of me just getting to know my client, getting to know their health history, getting to know all the symptoms that they're feeling. And then going over the scan can be anywhere from 45 minutes, hour and a half. I mean, it really just depends if my clients are big talkers and have lots of questions or if they're just kind of there to see what's going on and get out of there. So I I don't set a limit on my clients. I just, you know, I want to make sure that they understand their, or understand their scan completely before they leave there. So anywhere I would say from 45 minutes to two hours, I've oh, had wow. clients there. Um, usually at two hours, we're done. And, yeah. and at that point, we're maybe just getting to know each other more. But... I do give my clients all the time that they need. Okay, so how is the scan read? Like um, when you put the hair in the scanner, like how do you, how is the information registered? So actually the um, company that I go through is Cell Wellbeing and he, the owner of Cell Wellbeing is who um, started and has done all the science to be able to bring these results up with the DNA of the hair follicles. And so when I put the DNA um, of your hair follicle through that scanner, it's actually sending to Germany. Oh, wow. That's where all the results are. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why it takes 12 minutes. All of those results are pulled up there and then sent back to me. Very cool. 12 minutes to Germany. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I just kind of input another question. That's good. That's good. Ask all the questions. Okay, what are some ways you can incorporate, like, what you should be eating more, like, changing your diet if, like, you're so consistent eating, like, one thing, your body decides it doesn't like it? Am I wording this right? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, 
So kind of what I'm hearing is like how does your body know, or how do you know what foods to add if you're sensitive yeah. to a food that you're constantly eating, Yeah. right? So I think a lot of us, um, we just eat the same thing every day. Sometimes we get in that routine of, oh, this is easy. I'm going to do eggs for breakfast, chicken and rice for lunch, yep. veggies <laughs> and meat for dinner, and that's about it, right? <laughs> so yeah, so I talk to my clients a lot about this. Um, they'll come in, they're eating eggs every morning. They might pull a sensitivity to eggs. Um, that is one of the questions I get a lot about the sensitivities is if your body is overdoing one food our body cannot absorb that food and break it down anymore right it's building that sensitivity and that's where it's time to take a break from that food so I always just go over you know being a nutritionist I like to just give my clients lots of options of different Mm -hmm. foods and different meals um, that they can incorporate so that way they just have more variety into their diet the cool thing is During the scan, when we're looking at vitamins, um, minerals, all of those things that you are deficient in, I do give a list to my clients of what foods include those vitamins in them. So that's where it gives you a list, right? And then at the end of the scan, page 29 is kind of that last page I go over with my clients. And it's a whole list of all those things that you are deficient in. And what foods go with that. And so that gives them a whole grocery list, I always say. You know, Mm -hmm. go through, circle a couple foods that you're willing to eat, that you're not sensitive to, um, that you don't eat often, right? Trying to have more variety and take that to the grocery store and then incorporate it in that way. Okay. Is there like a diet that you feel like um, is more universal than another? Like as a nutritionist, like is there one that you see – People tend to have less issues if they follow this type of diet because, I mean, personally, like I've done intuitive eating now for just, I think, like, I think I'm going on year number five and it's just been so, so, so helpful helpful for me to not be super strict with any specific diet, but um, I just noticed that because I thought I was so sensitive to so many things, I started leaning towards like one diet over another. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So I would say with dieting, I, because growing up with eating disorders and having to feel like I was dieting all the time um, to make my body look a certain way or to perform a certain way, I feel like we're all um, get a little bit caught up in that. Mm -hmm. I always tell my clients not dieting is really the best, but watching what we're eating still. So Um, For you, intuitive eating, I actually love intuitive eating because I feel like it's not so much a diet. It's Mm -hmm. it's very much listening to your body. What does your body need? How am I going to give my body energy that it needs but not restricting foods, right? I don't really like to restrict foods unless it is a sensitivity and our body needs a break from Mm -hmm. it. Um. I would say, though, like with intermittent fasting, all of that, it's I leave it up to my clients. I will tell them the benefits and um, like really the pros and cons of intermittent fasting. I do think it works for some people and not others, depending on their goals. Um, But for me, I like a balanced blood sugar. So blood sugar stability is a big thing for me. And in order to keep our blood sugar stable, it's all about eating every couple hours, every few hours, Mm -hmm. keeping fuel in our body, not starving our body, not restricting our body of food. Um, But I would say as far as my favorite diet is just whole foods, getting rid of all of the processed, keeping Mm -hmm. the 
the whole grains, the vegetables, the fruits. Um, that's what I talk a lot about with my clients is our body just gets so inflamed and so deficient in all of these things. We start building parasites and, and, and mold and fungus from being constipated with all of these processed sugars. So I think the biggest thing for me is encouraging whole foods. Lots of veggies, lots of fruits, meats, whole grains, nuts, seeds, all of those things. When I was pregnant with my daughter, I had meat aversion, which led me to like more be vegan. What would you recommend for someone who, let's say, like has meat aversion or who goes through like waves of just not wanting to like eat meat or like drink milk or eat eggs? Like what if people just have icks towards those kinds of foods, but they want to eat more of like a whole diet? Yeah. So I actually was the same way being pregnant, right? I'm doing better now, but in the beginning of my pregnancy, huge aversion to meat. So protein was a little bit harder. I think we're all going to go through times where we're not going to be perfect. We kind of just need to give our body um, what it needs. I've learned that the most being pregnant, just realizing I don't want anything. (laughs) Um, but meat is a good one. If we've got aversions to meat, or if someone just doesn't want to eat meat, which it can be a sensitivity for some people, meaning maybe their body isn't handling meat very well and that it is causing inflammation on their body. So I always say, we can get protein through so many ways, right? Beans mm. are a big one. I push oh, yeah. beans on vegans a lot. The beans, the lentils, um, the nuts, the seeds, things that have protein still in them. Vegetables have so much protein in them too. I think it's it's the hidden vegetables. We just say vegetables are full of carbs, but they are full of all those proteins and nutrients that we need too. So I'm not I'm not against any diet, vegan plant-based. I actually will encourage plant-based on certain people if they are having more inflammation towards Mm -hmm. meat. Um, But I do think adding a little bit of meat, beans, whole grains, everything is good. However, there are still ways to get protein without meat for sure. Okay. And I have a question too about meat. I love my meat. I love chicken. (laughs) I love it all. Um, But I've heard that, and I don't know much about this. I have heard that different farms the way they treat their animals depends on the quality of your meat yes yes so that's a big thing too um our food is not being processed well anymore so I always am going for that 100% grass-fed beef or the lean green ground turkey right Mm -hmm. things with without additives and and all of the preservatives that they're putting in the meats so definitely if we can get the meats from Um, clean sources that's going to be our best option and I think too just not overdoing meat not overdoing anything so Mm -hmm. because that can cause inflammation but for sure our meats are being processed differently now our gluten's being processed differently now um, than it was before and so that that can definitely bring on more inflammation so just finding the best sources is good Okay, sweet. So now that we're talking all about like gut and like how that's affecting our bodies as a whole, um, tell us about like how constipation, I guess, correlates with skin or like how those kind of affect each other. Yeah, totally. So constipation and skin, that's one of my favorite topics. I see this a lot. Um, and I would say the biggest thing with being constipated and why it affects our skin is we become constipated 
from maybe food sensitivities. Parasites can cause constipation. Um, digestive issues can cause constipation. Anything that is backing up our intestines, right? So if our intestines get clogged and we're not able to get rid of those um, that junk in our intestines, it has to come out somewhere. And, it, and it'll always come out through our skin because our skin is such a big organ. So yes. it definitely will come out somewhere. That's where I start seeing a lot of eczema or mm-hmm. rashes or acne. Acne is a really big one. So I will say um, if we are constipated, if our gut is not working properly, and if our digestive system is not working properly, it's very common to see it come out in our face. And that's where skin, um, the way that we can fix our skin and fix our acne is if we can get to the base of the problem. The good thing about the hair analysis is it is we're able to find out, are we having parasites? Are we having digestive issues? Why are we having digestive issues? Are we deficient in something? So this gives us some answers as to how do we take care of one thing to be able to then get rid of all the inflammation and build up in our skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always tell my clients that like your skin is a manifestation of what's going on inside of your body. So if there's inflammation in your body, you probably have inflammation on your skin. Um, is there something that you've noticed in the hair scans from doing so many of them that like there's one thing, whether it's like parasites or mold that triggers acne or like a correlation between something that you see on a scan versus like acne or something like that? Yeah. So I love that you tell your clients that that's definitely a big thing, right? Mm -hmm. Our gut and our skin is so correlated. I will say the biggest thing that I usually see um, connecting to skin issues is parasites and gluten. I would say those are my top two things that I see in my clients causing the acne and the skin issues. Interesting. And what are, are there like supplements that you have to help? Like, how do you go about that, helping that? So I bring in supplements when, when I do come across parasites or mold or fungus, any, any type of resistance going on in your body or in your gut, um, even bacteria, right? That's where I bring in, um, detoxing supplements. So different than just vitamins, minerals, but detoxing supplements that I use, my favorite brand is Cellcore. Love that brand. I've seen a lot of progress um, in my clients using that brand because it doesn't just hit the gut. It hits the livers and the kidneys and the gallbladder. It gets deeper into the cellular level rather than just um, a normal juice cleanse that might clean out your colon for the day, right? Mm-hmm. So this is something that goes through those, you know, we've got about 20 feet of intestines that... Right the cell core is able to actually clean out and pull out and scrub the surface of parasites and all these things that are just living inside of our intestines. So that's where I bring in supplements. Um, If we're not showing those type of things, a lot of times I like to go about it with food. Are you able to like, or are people able to come to your house and purchase those supplements or can you mail them to them? How can people, I guess, get in touch with you to figure out what supplements are best for them? Yeah, so I have supplements in my office. That way, if my clients are pulling something on the hair analysis where I do want to supplement them, I will give them that option to purchase it in my office. 
if I don't have it in stock that day, they are still able to create an account online with Cellcor um, or any of the other supplements that I use. They're able to create an account with that website and order online as well. So that way that it's shipped to their house. So kind of just whatever's easiest for my clients. Um, if they're there and want it then, a lot of times it's just there in my office for them. But if even they want to maybe wait a month or they don't want to um, purchase the supplements just yet, they want to go about other ways first, then that's where the website or the online shipping to their house comes in handy. Okay. <clears throat> I have another question. Um, so I guess is there a way that we age our bodies more quickly through our diet? Yes, I would say, um, I don't, you know, I don't have a perfect answer for that. That's kind of a fun question that I'd like to look more into, but, um, with aging, I just think like if we're not taking care of our body, it is going to show up in our skin. It is going to show up in our weight. So if we're not doing the right things for our body, we're not giving the nutrients to our body that it needs, that is going to show up. Um, maybe as wrinkles or, right. <laughs> or, you know, do you guys have something that you feel like causes wrinkles? Well, I, I think, know that you guys are big on skin. And so that's actually a question that I have for you guys. I think, well, besides just sun damage, which is such a huge part of aging, but I think like excessive dehydration, like if you're not drinking a lot of water, your skin's drying out, which then causes like your cells to almost deflate and collapse. And so that's what mm -hmm. causes a wrinkle. Yeah, so I think that maybe that's what it is. Yeah, definitely. And even like think of smoking. I feel like that's one of the first things I think mm -hmm. of because it manifests so fast. Yes. You get smoker lines, your skin starts to look dull and sluggish and it's just gray. Gray. <laughs> yeah, no, it really does. And so I don't know. I think that's just a good example to show like what you're putting in your body is totally manifesting on the skin. That yeah, sense. that's great. I love that hydration aspect of it. Hydration is so important and that is one of the parts of the scan that goes over, um, the part that goes over circulatory system. That's a good way that sometimes I can figure out, you know, my clients are dehydrated. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure energy drinks and the, all the caffeine that everyone is taking in nowadays can probably cause those wrinkles too. That's that's what one of, like, on my hair scan, she's like, you need to drink less caffeine because, like, I can see that it gets to... it. These hair scans are so cool. She told me like that I carried so much emotion in my gut and like that that's why like with my anxiety, like when when I'm sad or something like that, like I feel it in my gut, like it physically aches my heart. And so she had told me like to read a book, like this certain book called The Body Keeps the Score. And then she also said like lay off the caffeine because it's triggering your like gut bile or something like it's just not benefiting. I can't remember exactly what she had told me, but she had said that um, like the caffeine was doing something in my gut and like creating like slug, slosh. I can't remember what yeah. she had said, but some yeah. sort of like nastiness in my gut that would what? almost amplify my anxiety that I had. And I was yeah. a new mother with mad postpartum anxiety. And so I was like, okay, like as, as much as it would be nice to like have a little pep in my step during the day, like it's not worth the emotional draining that I feel from drinking energy drinks. Yeah, that's cool. I, I mean, that's so interesting that you that you say that like anxiety is related to the skin and yeah. and it really is. I would say that um, 
a lot of my clients come in with anxiety or stress, and I feel like a big thing that we hear is stress is related to skin mm-hmm. issues. Um, you age so much faster when you're stressed. Yes, <laughs> and and those that anxiety or the um, that caffeine causes so much anxiety, and it makes us stre- more stressed. Um, one thing that does show up is like emotions on the yes. scan that shows up as a support system struggling. That's crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. So if like the emotion shows up, a lot of times it does show up in the gut because it is so correlated with gut. Um, What kind of schooling do you need to become a hair analyst? So I went to school. I had mentioned that I went to school for nutrition four years. I have a bachelor's degree. I do know some people on the Simple Soul team with me um, have different certifications. So like one of the um, common one is the integrative health practitioner certification. So there are some ways that you can go about getting an online certification, nutrition certification. Um, but for me personally, I have the four years of nutrition. I feel like that really helped me with the hair analysis mm-hmm. because it gave me yeah. um, tools of learning the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the amino acids, the foods, all those things that the scan goes over. I feel like that's benefited um, me to be able to help my clients and explain to my clients what what's the best for them. Yeah, because the body's so complex. Like hearing you talk about it, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Cool. And I That's also, cool. I also was able to, um, so Simple Soul was started through Heather Germain. I was able to go shadow her as well. Um, so that helped me have more education and knowledge, I guess, on just explaining the scan mm-hmm. to be able to shadow, learn about the scan, um, also experience different people's scans because everyone's scan is completely different. So it was cool to see that and be able to have that aspect of it as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I have a question too. Now that you mentioned Heather, it made me think of it. I saw her post about is it the do you, what do you call it? The polar plunge, like icing your body. Yes. Like what are all the benefits from that? So with the ice bathing. So I'm pregnant right now. I haven't been able to do it um, super often, but I have done it in the past before being pregnant. So what it does is it it's actually really helpful for anxiety, right? Um, me and Heather have talked about this together a lot is like we're just anxious people, right? Like we are high strung and we've always got a lot on our mind and sometimes we just get into that fight or flight response. And so we have to learn to calm that down. One thing with the the cold plunge is it's not easy. It's really actually so hard, hard and can cause your fight or flight response, right? <laughs> like you get in there and you are freaking out and you're like, what is going on? This is the worst thing ever and so painful. And so it's all about teaching your brain once it's in that fight or flight response to be able to calm oh. down in the cold bath and get rid of the fight or flight response. Um, And so that helps us go about our day. If we do have triggers for anxiety, um, that is one way that we can learn to control our anxiety and really get out of that fight or flight response while we're forcing ourselves into it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. She's definitely, she definitely has really cool videos and information on that. So Going over to her Instagram on that would be another way to learn more about the cold plunge and just all the benefits of it. It really 
can help us mentally more than anything. You can even do it like at the end of your shower, can't you? Just like turn it on cold and see if you can stand in there for a little bit. Yes. So that's actually something I've done is if you guys don't have access to the cold plunge, a freezing cold shower, it shocks your body and puts you into that fight or flight response. (laughs) So same kind of thing. It's putting you into that fight or flight response so that you can learn to calm yourself down and get out of that response. And be able to control it. It's so pretty so cool. hard to do. I've done it several times because that's what my hair analysis had recommended that like I chill out my anxiety and start taking a cold shower. And boy, was that freaking freezing. <laughs> yes. yes, it wow. is so cold. Oh. I definitely go into that fight or flight yeah. response right away. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to control. Not everyone's able to do it their first time. Sometimes you're in and jumping out and in and jumping mm-hmm. out. And so it's all about learning and getting better at controlling it. It doesn't always get easier, but it does get easier to control. Is it safe to do while pregnant? It's not safe to do while pregnant. Okay. Too cold for the baby. So yeah, that's why I haven't done it while pregnant. Okay. Um, but I will be trying to do it more whenever I have my baby. So yes. pretty cool. How long do you typically try to stay in the cold? Like, So really, once you get to about three minutes, your body goes numb. So it's all about staying in for at least those three minutes to get to that point where your body is numb. Really, after the three minutes, like, you probably only want to be in there for about 10 minutes. But after the three minutes, you could stay in there as long as you want because your body's numb after that. So so it's really about pushing through that fight or flight response, the hard part. Wow. Um, How much is it to get your hair analyzed? So for a hair analysis scan, I charge two fifty. Okay. Um, but the rescans are one fifty. So once oh, you awesome. get your first one and you come back every three months, those are just gonna be one fifty as your rescan fee. Okay. So worth it to know get straight to the problems. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. So if, for example, I went to a different hair analysis, could I switch people or like because you all work for Simple Soul, or is it like individual? Does that make sense? Like, can yeah. I go to like my rescan at a, like for a different person? Or yes, yes, that's actually that a good question. So definitely, um, we do have a lot of locations of the Simple Soul. So if you are closer to one, you can go to really the closest one. Um, cool thing is we also have mail-ins. So if you are like I'm in Queen Creek, if you're in Arizona but you're 30 minutes away and you feel like it'd be easier to do a mail-in, totally, you you still have the opportunity to do that. Where I will send a kit out to you and we just do a Zoom call. Um, So still cool to do the Zoom call and all of that. But back to your question where you're saying, can you move to different people? I have had clients move from, you know, me to one of my other or one of the other people on my team. However, if that happens, we usually communicate a little bit about, you know, the client, what their past results were. I always like to have that scan still and go over the scan. I do recommend to my clients, whoever you start with, go to them again the next time because they just have, you know, they've gotten to know you already. They Mm -hmm. know your body. They know your first scan. They know your symptoms. So I do think, in my opinion, it is beneficial to go back to that exact same person. Okay. Every time just to keep up on, you know, your past health issues, your past symptoms, right. your past scans. Um, but if absolutely needed to switch, definitely we can work that out and we can communicate um, with our team members and still get the information that we need. Okay. So like your guys' computer system is 
like it takes your info and it saves it for you so you can transfer it to other people if needed. Yes. So that's done through an email. However, the problem with that is it is very personalized, the scan. And so I don't share I don't share any scans with others unless um, allowed by that client. Okay. so so it is definitely um, what do you call that? Like HIPAA? Oh, yeah. Like yes. HIPAA. So like so like with the HIPAA, right, you want to be able to um, keep that the scans confidential. So I like to keep my clients confidential. And so it just gets a little more tricky if I'm sending it to another scanner. You know, yeah. it's just all up to them and whether they feel comfortable with that. That makes sense. Okay. Okay, um, so I know this is another question we got, and I know you already kind of touched on it, but our listener asked how can getting your hair analyzed help with hormonal acne? Um, so just if there's anything else you want to add to that, because I know you kind of touched on that already. Yeah, so we kind of touched on the acne part of it, but hormonal acne, um, the one the one thing is that on those support systems on that first page where they pull hormone system is actually one that can pull up. So if your hormone system is struggling already and you are having more of the acne towards your period or your cycle, that's where we can kind of pinpoint it to hormonal acne other than acne coming from a food sensitivity or gluten or um, your gut bacteria, all of that. So if that is the case and if there's not any other red flags or markers that point to the acne issues and it's just that hormonal acne, that's a lot of times where I might may send that client to a hormone specialist as well to get a second opinion on, um, you know, what they can do with their hormonal acne if they're eating right and doing all the right things for their gut. Um, I do feel like hormones go with our gut though as well. So a lot mm. of times there still is an underlying thing or an underlying issue going on. Um, if there isn't another underlying issue that we're seeing, though, I will send them to the hormone specialist because the specialist is going to know more about hormones where that's not my specialty. Okay. So this is kind of a another question that's tying to hormones, but I'm like, why do hormones like affect our skin? Because it's like an it's not necessarily what you're eating, is it? Or is it? It does it have to correlate with what you're eating? So one thing with hormones, something that will pull the hormone system a lot is blood sugar stability. So if we are not eating frequently enough and we're going long periods without eating and then eating this huge meal, like that can shock our body and it can shock our skin in okay. a way. Like I feel like... um that can have to do with the hormonal acne because if our hormones are off, a lot of times we're just inconsistent with whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so if we're inconsistent, our skin might be inconsistent where we have the flare-ups every so often. Okay. And then like with pregnancy, how, I guess, how much does everything change inside of our bodies with pregnancy, like in relation to like our gut and intestines and how our body responds to nutrients like how does everything change with pregnancy or yeah like so, same thing like with scans like is a scan different in pregnancy versus not pregnant yes yeah, so I would say um I'm still learning all about pregnancy this is my first pregnancy and so I've been able to take a lot of information from others um research on my own about pregnancy so I'm definitely still learning But one thing I do know is our digestive system changes when we're pregnant. It slows down. 
Um, there is a lot more constipation. There is a lot more backup. Um, and everyone's different with their pregnancies. So I would say just kind of going back to if we are constipated or if we're more backed up or if we're having those digestive issues, our body's going to respond differently. So we might flare up acne more. Um, and I think that's where like our hormones are changing so much in the beginning of pregnancy to where that can cause some of that hormonal acne, but it also may be coming, um, it also may be coming from our digestive system slowing down right. and okay. our body holding on to more inflammation or backup. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, can you talk about the difference between a blood scan and the hair analysis? Yes. So, a blood work is actually um, still beneficial as to the hair analysis. They're totally different in the way that they can track back differently. Um, the amount of time is different. So with a blood sample of um, trying to find food sensitivities, right, I get this question a lot of why do we need to get blood work done and why should we get the hair analysis done? So with the blood work, say we eat a cookie right before we get our blood tested, right? Our glucose levels might spike and we might pull a sensitivity to that cookie. So gluten or wheat okay. or something, right? Um, whereas a hair analysis scan with the DNA of our hair follicle, it can actually track back the last three months. It holds information for a longer period of time than that blood does. So because of that, we're able to see a little more information. We're able to see um, what our body has been sensitive to over the last three months rather than what are we eating or sensitive to mm -hmm. maybe right in that okay. um, moment. So I would say both are actually very beneficial. Blood work is great for certain reasons and hair analysis is great for certain reasons. So I always recommend my clients, you know, you can do one way or the other, but I would, I would think it's more beneficial to do both. Okay. Have you guys had, so Alita, I think you mentioned you've done the hair analysis scan. Have you had blood work done as well? And have you um, kind of like what information did you get from both and what did you find more beneficial? Okay. So I did mine about nine months apart from each other. So I got my hair analysis done like about a year ago. And then a few months ago, I got my blood panel done. So I noticed that I like after I had my daughter, like I had no libido <laughs> and I had a really hard time building muscle and I just felt really depleted all the time. And for some reason, like I just couldn't function normally. <laughs> and so I went and got the hair analysis done and I learned that it was so much more than just like, just... I guess my sensitivities, but like my emotions that I was carrying and so many other things attributed to why I was feeling the way that I was. Um, so I ended up cutting out um, like gluten and olives and a couple of other things for my hair scan. I started seeing a counselor and like getting my emotions taken care of. And I actually moved to the middle of nowhere. So I wasn't next to an airport. And I could like notice like the little things that I had taken from my hair analysis test were making a bigger difference. And then I was still having a hard time building muscle. Um, and so I decided to go see my naturopath. And he put me like on testosterone shots and like uh, vitamin D, just like different things. So I got my hormones checked at the 
at the naturopaths like a huge blood panel of just all the possible things that could be going on with my hormones because that was my number one concern and he said that everything else looked good but I enjoyed the hair analysis more personally because it was much more personalized but I do also think that it's really cool to also see a naturopath because I was able to get like testosterone shots which I don't think I'd be able to get from a hair analysis. Yes and that's right like I'm not able to provide testosterone shots. Another thing is the hair analysis doesn't go into the specifics of hormones like testosterone levels, Mm -hmm. progesterone. So it's very in-depth on specific things but I do get that question of is this going to show if my progesterone's off, if my testosterone's off, if my estrogen's off. No, it does not. And so that's where I see blood work can actually be very beneficial for Mm -hmm. certain things, right? Right. So the hair analysis is beneficial in certain ways. The blood work's beneficial in certain ways. So I will actually send my clients to maybe a hormone specialist or somewhere to get blood work done if we don't find all the answers in the hair analysis. Yes. And something that's important to remember when you get your blood work done is to get it done throughout your cycle. I'm not just at the same time every month because... Our hormones do change in order for us to ovulate, in order for us to have our cycle. So it's important to like make sure that your doctor is taking your blood at different times of your cycle so that you can really pinpoint um, like where your hormones are at. Because like right before you start your period, I think it's like your progesterone shoots high and like your something else goes lower so that your egg is able to like release. So many different things are like do you know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So it's important to like know, I guess, like what part of your cycle you're in and be able to communicate that with your doctor or provider or whoever so that they can take that into account. Because if your numbers are super high or super low, it could be just because of your cycle as well. For sure. So Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Do you have any more questions? Nope. I have no more questions, but thanks for being on. Do you want to let our listeners know where they can find you if they want to come get a scan, what your Instagram is? Yes, I would love to. So if you guys are excited to um, learn more about the hair analysis and you want more information on it, reach out to my Instagram. Um, my Instagram is simplesoulaz.gracie. It's G-R-A-Y-C-E-E. So again, that's simplesoulaz.gracie. You can find me on Instagram. I'll also, um, I'm also super open to DMs. So go ahead and DM me on there if you guys have more questions and don't want to just book the scan. But you can also book on there if you're just ready to go. But yeah, I'm so excited. I've, I love um, working with the Skin Club podcast. This has Thank been you. so much fun to have <laughs> me on the show. I appreciate you bringing me on and I hope you guys can understand the hair analysis more now. Thank you so much. I've learned literally so much, like more than I ever (laughs) thought I could know. So this is good. I'm so glad. Yes. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys next week. Bye Bye, guys. guys.